This is Come On Kinds with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahey. Welcome once again into the KCLR studios here for Come On Kind Season 4 Episode 11 with myself Martin Quilty and the wonderful Anya Farrell. Good evening Anya, how are you? I'm good thanks Martin, how are you? Don't ask that question. I was just going to say Don't ask that question, my yet. blood pressure is through the roof after coming out of the live studio. The only studio. thing I heard coming the whole way in from Freshford about your blood pressure. Silence. I, worried. I thought I was going to have to go I thought you were going to say silence. <laughs> we're nearly having a heart attack I can tell you in there. Anyway, how was your weekend? Busy weekend overall? How uh, between the camogie matches and yeah. fail and everything else that was going on yeah. we get to fail later on because your team was involved in the final of the fail but first of all we are going to turn our attentions to the minor competition and the electric minor A championship game was taking part over the weekend as well and Kilkenny had a home game against Dublin in Freshford yesterday at 2pm and Kilkenny came away with a very good victory 4.15 to 2.7 putting them into the All-Ireland semi-final which is going to be against Waterford this weekend coming and now I am joined on the phone line by the minor manager Mike Wall Good evening Mike How are you? How's it going Martin? Uh, sure We're alright We're calmed down a little bit now I can tell you It's been a bad night so far but I can't foresee any problems coming up with the podcast Thanks be to God You had a very interesting weekend You had a good win again over Dublin the second time that you played him this year after beating him in the Leinster final as well and you've now qualified for the All-Ireland semi-final Job done Job done, Martin. Yeah, look, it's exactly where we wanted to be at the start of the at the start of the um, the campaign. Um, you know, there was a campaign that that threw up, you know, challenges. You know, obviously with I suppose four championship matches in a row, and the um, week after week, and the, the length of the final making it five in a row. So um, you know, it threw, it threw up. But luckily enough, we came we came away without any major injury scares and stuff like that. And you know, as I said, we was. With our with our physio now and and uh, the management team, like you know, to be fair to all the lads, they they looked after the girls as well, and to be fair to the girls, they they, they looked after themselves well as well. And um, look, our our main prerogative was to finish in the top four. Uh, we wasn't we weren't overly concerned um, where exactly we finished. Obviously, the higher up the better. But um, look, we we ended up finishing in second place, tied on the same amount of points as Cork. So look, we're delighted. Job done, and we move on to Sunday. Yeah, it certainly was. I mean, you set yourself up nicely going in at half time, two nine to five points up with goals coming from Lauren Ronan and Julie Lennon as well. Having that much of a lead, Mike, going in at half time certainly makes the team talk a little bit easier when you're in the dressing room. Um, yeah, but they're a very driven bunch. Like, yeah, we were we were nine points ahead. Um, you know, I, I suppose, truth be told, we we played very well in stages in the first half. There was probably some performance or some aspects of our performance that our, ourselves we wouldn't have been happy with, just a few bits and pieces that we needed to tidy up on. So, like, you know, that was that was the main thing. And, look, I suppose what we were saying, we treated yesterday as an All-Ireland quarter-final. And um, so our main prerogative was that we come out and we asked the girls at the bare minimum, you know, we want to win the second half by a point. So just to, just to make it, you know, if you go in ahead at half time and you can win the second half by whatever, that means, look, you're, you're not going to be caught. So 
it was it, it, it was it certainly wasn't um, you know back to the wall or just just to ease on. Now we want to drive on, and you know, as I said, Dublin got 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 in. They got in a couple of couple of goals that we probably. You know, we know ourselves. We probably should have kept out. But look, as I said, we were we were very good uh, all over the field and got the job done. But as I said, the girls the girls are very driven. Like they weren't sitting in the dressing room thinking that this is over and done with now, and they knew they needed to drive on and keep improving all the time. Your attention now moves to the weekend. Another game in Nina Og era or era Og Nina, I should say, um, in uh, Tipperary against Waterford. It's going to be a double header with Cork and Galway playing in the other semi final as well before ye. So it's, I suppose, an opportunity for you to see the first game before year game takes place. But you played Waterford in the group stages already, and it was a tight enough affair. You did come away with the victory. You're not going to be taking anything for granted going in again at the semi-final you're expecting a tough battle I'd imagine Oh it'll be a massive battle Martin absolutely massive battle um, look we we played Waterford now down in Waterford on a on a really 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 bad pitch on a very 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 heavy day and we we were we were delighted to come out of there with a with a with a goal of a win um, we'll take that again at the weekend was um, obviously Waterford like Waterford are they're the only team so far to beat to beat one of the top two which is ourselves in Cork like to beat Cork in the championship so like we know that they have it and we know that this team is on the road a long long time and um you know, we're certainly not taking anything for granted. It's the final four. Like they finished third place. They didn't, you know, they didn't just, you know, creep in in fourth place. Like they finished third. So, like we know, there's an absolutely massive battle ahead of us on Sunday. Just, you know, this is a wonderful opportunity for for uh, Cork. You know, last year or for Waterford last year with with 13 of this team, they ran. They ran Cork, who ended up winning the All Ireland extra time and only lost by a point. And two years ago, they got to the All Ireland quarter final with a lot of this team. So uh, it's a team that's definitely been building. Uh, we know ourselves that we need to be in tip top shape and put in a brilliant performance to come out of there with the win. But um, look, things are good. The attitude in the campus is, is as good as I've seen with any team. And I know that might be a cliche for every manager to say every year, but genuinely, the, the attitude of these players are second to none. Any fresh injury concerns coming up for the weekend that you might be having uh, serious concerns over? All good, all good. We've uh, we've a clean bill of health. Couple of a couple of girls now. We'll uh, we let it out tomorrow night. But other than that, we've no. We're not sweating at the moment in anyone. Thank God. Well, that's good. And as we say, it is a four pm throw in in an era or uh, what's the era oak in Nina? The what's they call it? Is McDonough Park? I think is the name of the oh, venue McDonough that's down there. Um, so yep, yeah, a festival of minor camogie taking place at the weekend. Mike, congratulations on getting to another All Ireland semi final. Well done. That was the first part of the goal for the year, and no doubt it may be a tough battle against Waterford. But fingers crossed, all going well. We'll be preparing for an All-Ireland final coming up in the next couple of weeks. And the very best of luck to you and the rest of the team at the weekend as well. Thanks very much, Martin. And as always, appreciate you taking the time out and joining us on Come On Kind here. Not a problem. Take care. Gentlemen, thanks a mil for that. That was Mike Wall there, the minor manager of Kilkenny, chatting to us about their game at the weekend and looking forward to an All-Ireland semi-final coming up at the weekend. Anya, as I said to himself... 
part one done stage okay. one done it was to finish in the top four get to the All-Ireland semi-final no disrespect to Waterford Waterford were up and coming um, and I mean this completely respectfully but they've avoided the top two um, we're going to come to Waterford in a minute in terms of Cork and Galway they're going to play one another in the first semi-final let's start with Kilkenny in Dublin first of all though at the weekend a comprehensive enough victory compared to where they played them a couple of weeks ago in the Leinster final Kilkenny seemed to be after progressing that small little bit more 4-17 to 2-5 victory good win yeah really really good win for the Kilkenny Miners and I suppose like this is my first time probably seeing them this year and I must say really really impressed with a lot of their players uh, you know if you were to look at the first 10 minutes you'd know that Dublin were really really hungry for this game they got on an awful lot of ball and you know after 10 minutes they were leading Kilkenny 4 points to 2 and you know some excellent play from their centre back who definitely without a doubt has to get a, a shout out there Sarah Power she was absolutely phenomenal um, Anna Thornton there at wing forward my god the pace and the hits that that girl took all day was you know phenomenal and again Kerry Austin as well for me I definitely think that they were the three standout players for um, for Dublin I think what really kick-started Kilkenny was certainly the, the Lauren uh, Ronan goal the very minute they got that goal Kilkenny just seemed to cruise on from there there was no letting up of them um, they had some really really good passages to play you can see that they're very very well structured to be fair to to making all the lads like they're a very very uh, structured team they know exactly what they're meant to be doing they're well able to follow the orders and the directions that's been given to them on the field um, you know Cleena Murphy at cornerback my god she's gutsy she's tough out you know she was really really good Tara McGrath I thought she was excellent as well um, Lauren Ronan just to me I think she was just she got some absolutely fantastic scores scores that you know you wouldn't see from in maybe an intermediate or a senior um, inter-county game they were just absolutely brilliant and Julie Lennon like we've talked about this girl through from Young Ireland from have, last yeah. year you know she was absolutely phenomenal I think at half time to be fair like the scoreboard didn't really reflect probably the performance that Dublin had put in and if I'm to be honest about it and I'm not being critical towards Kilkenny at all in this but Dublin very much were really really up for the game they went out all guns blazing but you could see by Kilkenny they remained so cool calm and composed the whole way through the first half they got the vital scores when they really really need them and that really set them up to, to go on and completely demolish really Dublin in the second half as well Yeah well I suppose you know you want to be doing that and having a, a good run of form and bringing mm-hmm. in a bit of momentum when you're going into the knockout stages because while they had the realistic opportunity of getting to the All-Ireland semi-final and a draw would have done you really do want to be going into a knockout game with victory and it was a comprehensive mm-hmm. victory Waterford and Tipperary played in the other game and they were fighting for the third and fourth uh, place to see who was going to qualify into it. Now, we probably didn't predict that Waterford was going to win this game against Tipperary considering the game that Tipperary and Kilkenny played that they were very, very close. Kilkenny, albeit may have been a bit fortunate to come away with victory in the end. But I mean, Waterford certainly had a very, very, very good win over Tipperary and they're certainly putting a hand up and a team to be watching out for you can't take the blads for granted anymore going into a game No you certainly can't and like we were actually keeping an eye on the score um, of that match blowing fresh for there and you know at one stage if memory serves me right I think you know Waterford had only registered one or two points on the board and Tipperary were leading that game by eight points and you were kind of thinking oh god you know is this really going to be a whitewash and remember it was actually Lillian that 
turned around and she said like no she because there was some of the lads were there and she actually turned around she's like no she was like this water team aren't that bad and next thing lo and behold second half completely did a U-turn on it because we were actually questioning was level there, at half time, yeah we were questioning was there a wind or something there because of the score but I think it was due, it was a penalty and I suppose Tipperary just started off that game really really well I think Tipperary would be very very disappointed with that result like they're used to competing in minor All-Ireland semi-finals but I couldn't believe well uh, when I say I can't believe it I can believe that Waterford are playing yeah. well because I actually know Maggie Gosel quite well because I referee a lot of the matches that she plays with because she plays with Della mm-hmm. as well so I know her capabilities and what she is capable of so Waterford really are on a high they're yeah. going well they beat Cork in the league section they were probably disappointed with the other results especially mm-hmm. the game against Kilkenny as well but to have to go to Tipperary and get a result um, again them yeah. you know at the weekend to qualify for a semi-final shows a great amount of character and this team is in you know it has it in abundance and we're going to talk about the semi-finals now because that win over Tipperary put Kilkenny, Cork, Galway and Waterford into the semi-finals with a draw of Cork and Galway mm-hmm. finishing first and fourth respectively. So they play one another in the first semi-final, Kilkenny and Waterford 2v3 in the other semi-final. Let's start with Cork and Galway, the old foes, the renewed rivalries at senior level at the weekend. They played in many a minor final. If I'm not mistaken, they played in the minor final last year as well didn't they? If Marami serves me yeah, right I yeah, think they, they did. did. Yeah. So how do you see this one coming because it's strange to see Galway at the top and then mm. Cork finishing in fourth spot Yeah, like, who's going to come out on top do you know what you can kind of say that Cork nearly got in by the skin of their teeth which they realistically did and again something like Tipperary very very used to competing in All-Ireland semi-finals and maybe kind of took that maybe a bit for granted and assumed that they were going to be there but they had to they had to work hard at it. and I think probably you know the, the offset and the kick for them was being beaten by Waterford in the in the round robin stages of it I, I think to be fair you have to go on form at the moment and you certainly would be looking at Galway to come out on top in that game. Okay, which brings us to the second game then, and that is the Kilkenny and Waterford game. And form goes out the windows in this one because yeah. the the day that they played one another in the league game, it was horrendous. It was horrible. It was a battle and a half in boggy conditions, underfoot, heavy, wet ball, you name it. Mm-hmm. Things are going to be probably looking different for the weekend. So can Kilkenny do it or can Waterford cause an upset? Do you know what? Like this is a huge opportunity for Waterford and I think like probably you know the outsider will be egging, egging on Waterford hoping it'd be nice to see like you know a different county maybe competing at the top of that but I think you know you have to look at this Kilkenny team they've got stars throughout the whole team and even like the subs that they brought on at the weekend like they added something new to it they didn't look out of place at all they were every single one of them they're gutsy they're stylish they're tough they're ruthless when they want to be ruthless and I think you know that's probably what's going to propel Kilkenny on I think in saying that like the scoring obviously that Kilkenny did at the weekend that's going to give their forwards a huge amount of confidence going into this game but then you have to look at Waterford they registered the first six scores if memory serves me right in the second half against Tipperary and they completely dominated that second half and Waterford you know finding themselves in a minor A All-Ireland semi-final they're going to have a massive massive confidence boost going into that and when you have a team that has a huge confidence it's very hard to break that down so I think this is really going to come down to who wants it most on the day but I just think that looking at Kilkenny 
it's not just it's not just their 15 it's the depth they have within that panel and I really think that they're going to I think that they're going to get past this Waterford Challenge and set up a nice All-Ireland final for themselves and Galway OK which would be a repeat of last year's semi-final where Galway mm-hmm. came out on top in that one so yeah. it would be an intriguing battle if that did come to fruition but you just don't know on the day we could have Kilkenny and Cork we could have Cork Waterford we could have Galway Waterford it's anybody's guess especially when it comes to the minor grade we have to make mention that Carlo had a very comprehensive win over Kildare at the weekend mm-hmm. as well which uh, sees them qualify for the All-Ireland semi-final that semi-final though is not taking place until the weekend of the 29th and 30th of uh, April so we will bring you all of the details as soon as we get to that but well done to everybody involved in Carlo there on getting to the next stage staying of course with the inter-county scene there was two finals in Crow Park yesterday the first was the curtain raiser for the 2A final and that was between Kerry and Meath and both teams played out a one point victory for Kerry in the first uh, game that they played in mm-hmm. the league it was the first time I think that they played in uh, the second actually game that they played in um, the league and Kerry beat Meath that day by three points in Meath's own backyard now it was a very tight it was a close encounter the weather was very good but it was a cracking game of camogie to watch like Kerry I don't know what it is and maybe you saw some of the the match or some of the highlights of it but they seemed to go for the sideline in every single attack they were going to over on the Hogan stand of the field and I mean if you were trying to make things harder for yourself you couldn't do any harder than try and hit a ball over from the sideline and mother of God they scored three points like that in the second half propelled them to a one point victory over Cork 13 points to Meath 14 points to Mm -hmm. Kerry Kerry are the 2B champions yeah and you know rightly so and they certainly deserved it they have been so consistent throughout this whole league campaign there and you know they're certainly going to add a bit of spice you know when they go up next year and you know I think you know fair play to them I think there's an awful lot of work being really done in Kerry and you know we've mentioned already the fact that they've actually been able to get into you know the main stadiums in Kerry as well to play their games it's actually shown that there's a massive following for Kerry Camogie and what a way to do it like you have to remember the majority of that Kerry team they are used to playing in Crow Park they've played there with their club they've played in an All-Ireland Junior Final there as well so like they're used to Crow Park and it's like this it's a day out it's an exhilaration it's this hype that they get from it and you know it's absolutely brilliant to see I think it's really really good for Camogie as well that we see Kerry, that, Kerry dominating it and it's absolutely brilliant for them and you know by all means it certainly looked like an absolute cracker of a game a one point victory you know it was probably probably one of the better games that we've seen over the last couple of weeks as well in relation to Camogie too do you think the footballers winning the National League put a little bit of pressure 100%. on the Camogie women? Absolutely. It's kind of like, you know, competing against each other. But I think, you know, I think the women, I think the footballers win- winning probably propels the girl, the Camogie players to, you know, up their step yeah. as well like and push themselves on further and like showcase that like, you know, yeah, okay, the lads can go off and they can win the Sam McGuire, but by God, we can do the same as well. Like, And I think, you know, it's really showing the way Gaelic Games has been promoted in Kerry and it's absolutely brilliant to see. Well, it just goes to show that we know that uh, Michal Murahertig's grand daughter came out the latter end of last year uh, giving out that they couldn't even get into the centre of excellence below yeah. in Kerry for a training session I think everybody needs to stand up now and to take note that the women in Kerry is as good yeah. if not better than the fellas currently at the minute because they are now the football league champions the camogie league champions mm-hmm. Kerry camogie is now going to be playing senior league next year in division 1B with the likes of Limerick and with Down and mm-hmm. with Antrim and Dublin coming down that way as well yeah 
yeah. they're going to have a lot of travelling but by God they're going to relish the opportunity of playing up there yeah they you know whoops sorry <laughs> Do you know, they are they certainly are going to relish, relish in the opportunity of playing in it and like listen don't be surprised like I think they're just on a serious high at the moment like I think that if Kerry Camogie can keep going the way that they're going like I would not be surprised if they're up competing against the Corks, the Galways, the Kilkennys soon because like, you know, that's the direction that they're heading in and that's where they want to be. Like, and They're going to have a massive opportunity and a massive part to play in the Intermediate Championship as well this year, I think. They certainly are. The other league final then, of course, had the renewal of rivalries, as we said earlier, with the minor, Cork and Galway. Cork and Galway played out in the senior final yesterday. Galway coming away with a four-point victory. For a player like Ailish O'Reilly to not even touch the ball predominantly mm-hmm in the whole of the match yeah. um, she was really well marked you had uh, the young girl of the Catalan playing in full forward scored that, a goal yeah, yeah. Um, Cork and Matthew Toomey could be kicking themselves they mm. had the opportunity in this game but you can never write off Galway I mean they don't win finals in Crow Park for nothing and they have been doing and that's now back to back titles for Galway against Cork Cork fourth loss in a row yeah and you know what is it kind of coming back to you know is it nearly Cork being bit in the backside now losing another All-Ireland title in Crow Park as well after losing last year and another league title as well like you know considering that throughout the whole league campaign they were absolutely dominating they were crucified like we've seen what they did to Kilkenny inside Nolan Park we did they were doing the exact same to all the other teams that they were coming up against and you just felt like there was no stopping them but I think you know the turn tide for Galway I think was actually the game that they played against Kilkenny in Nolan Park as well and I think getting that victory I think that really propelled them on like and you know what there's some really good players there's some really new players that have coming through on that um, Galway team you've Neve McPeak there you've Anya Keane there these are girls that are standing up and like being a rabbit getting the goal yeah exactly like you know and I think you know certainly Galway for me like it's I don't think it's and it's no big shock for me like I tipped Galway to win that league final because I think they certainly were coming through coming good at the right time whereas I felt like Cork had nearly exposed themselves too early in the league if that makes sense and like you know you look at that you know the Galway panel yesterday down at number 29 she's not gone anyway Sarah, Sarah Durbin Sarah was Durbin back on I that panel that, as well yeah. so you know I'm sure she's going to be wanting to get back in there now Roaching Black I think was was playing full back there so you know Sarah Durbin's going to be looking to try and get back into her full black position for the championship I'd imagine now I have to say it was a physical game yeah. both teams really gave it the role and I have to commend Justin Heffernan who really added to the spectacle as well I mean even uh, Brian Carney that was doing the first game as well with Kerry and mm-hmm. Mead I have to say two very good refereeing performances um, over the weekend that's what we like to see yeah. we like to see games flowing we like to see both teams giving it the role and in fairness to Carol Collins I mean we could have given out about a couple of decisions alright um, at the weekend but I mean the majority of it he did leave a flow he left the the, the, the players get to it um, so I mean you know we need to see more of that this business of whistle happy stop start mm-hmm. matches we don't want to see them we know Camogie is a great sport we want to see it played at its level best and that has to be assisted by the rules or changing the rules and fair play to the lads at the weekend yeah absolutely and I suppose you know you're dead right you have to give credit there to them because they did they added um, they added to two really really good 
good games and I suppose like that's what spectators want to see and that's how we get more spectators to watch these games and to come out and you know go to the pitches to see these games and especially if the refereeing is of a really high standard which it, which it is like and you know it, it was really good to see and as you said it certainly adds to it they're like another team going out there it's not just two teams that are playing there's a third team playing there as well like and you know it, it was absolutely great to see and you know what it was great to see the physicality there because that's what the girls want to be doing like they're doing this they're doing this in the training field there's no point in saying that they're not every inter-county team they're absolutely busting each other like they're going in they're taking the heavy tackles and they want to be doing that on, 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 the, on the day of a game as well and it's great to see the, the referees just leave them at it let them go let them you know express themselves let them enjoy themselves let them showcase the best of the talent that's around Talking about referees and officials we were obviously represented in Crow Park by Liz Dempsey she yep. was the standby referee Liz not only done an excellent job as always she turned around after the match in Crow Park got in her car and drove to the Kells Road yeah. to referee the Division 1 fail a final in Kilkenny yesterday afternoon there is a lady who was dedicated to a sport because mm-hmm. she loves the sport of camogie but it's also brilliant that we were able to have the best officials then doing the finals as well which we had over the weekend so yeah. you know that shows true commitment but it also shows that it doesn't matter whether it's a senior league final or a failure final in your own county yeah. the best officials will always go and do them but that's it like and you know what it was great to see that as well and like, you know I suppose like you know for Liz obviously it was in the one day but you have to give a shout out as well to Vivian Holmes she was part of the Kilkenny team that played in the Division 2 final on Saturday, on Saturday and then yeah. turned around and refereed the Division 2 league the Division she 2 done Division three, 3 1 after playing a soccer match. Oh, see, like, do you know, do you know, like, it just goes to show, like. Now, we don't use that word in this podcast, okay. but anyway. <laughs> but it just goes to show that the commitments that, you know, especially these two girls have as well, like, to the game, and it's absolutely brilliant to see and fair play. It's to just them. a pity we couldn't get Kira. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's a shame yeah. but Kira was uh, studying for an exam to yeah, be fair she has, we, yeah she yeah. had an exam on Tuesday so yeah we, we did offer her um, one of the finals because it's not and, and girls themselves I mean I've heard so many stories um, going around lately um, even in terms of the bad word the soccer word over in England where you have small girls going out yeah. and the next thing they see a female coming and they're like mammy mammy we have a girl refereeing yeah. like you know it just goes to, and I suppose it lets girls know that you know when they finish their careers or whatever mm-hmm. they might want to take up the whistle as well yeah absolutely and you have to say like you know Kira, Viv and Liz are great ambassadors for um, you know female referees not just in Kilkenny but throughout the whole of the country and you know they are definitely at the top of their game and it's absolutely brilliant to see and you know be it an under 10 match under 12, 14 you know they're always at hand there and they're always giving their giving themselves the time they always give everybody the time to do it and like Viv has um, refereed a couple of boys matches as well like she refereed an under 13 uh, boys match for us up until her own there as well not so long ago so you know it's great to see the variation of it all as well she's doing the boys as well Mm -hmm. talking about female referees I have to give a shout out as well to our neighbours down the road in Waterford and uh, Neve Murphy who was part of the winning Waterford team that won the Division 1B uh, final there going back a couple of weeks ago the day before it if I'm not mistaken she was actually on duty uh, doing an under 16 Munster championship game as well down I think it was in the it was either in Cork or the Rag but um, Neve's an up or another upcoming young female official um, and we love to see that and we need more female officials getting involved in the sport so well done to one and all and to our neighbours um, as well right moving on to our game I suppose at the weekend in St Mary's <laughs> Hurling and Camogie Club or Clonmel Commercials is the football end of it I have to say we were very welcomed in uh, Clonmel um, 
nice place to have in fairness uh, good stand great viewing point of view fantastic game you know for a low scoring game on you 1-7 apiece it ended up but the commitment out of both teams like the skill level that was there it, it was a tough enough day I suppose because there was a bit of a breeze in it but the defences were certainly on top for the most of that game Yep, they certainly were. And, you know, it definitely was a case of a game of two halves. You look at Kilkenny there. Um, they came out in the first half and they were so hungry and so relentless in every tackle that they got in. They were hooking and blocking. Their work rate was absolutely exceptional. They really, really were. Now, listen, it, with the look of play, they got a goal at the, start of, at the start of the game. And I think that's really kind of what propelled them on and, you know, pushed them forward. Just, but then I suppose, like, unfortunately, you know, it was just that goal just before halftime for Cork. And listen, it was an absolute rasper of a goal. You know, there nobody have stopped it. You cannot fault anybody, but it was an absolute unbelievable goal. It literally just hit the top of the net, like, and and that was it. Like, it was in the back of the net before we even knew that the ball was struck. It was absolutely brilliant. It was an absolutely brilliant goal. But you have to say, Kilkenny were just like their backs were really, really on top as well. They just were so dogged and so ruthless. Now the only thing I will say about them, I just felt like they were kind of hand passing the ball a bit too much, and they weren't just getting rid of it. They weren't just like hitting it up the field. And I suppose. Listen, as a manager, you don't want to be saying just hit and hope, but I suppose, you know, too much hand passing around, it can make it a little bit sloppy. And I just felt like it was allowing the Cork defence to kind of, you know, set themselves back up. Because like when you look at the, the full forward line that we had there the other day, um, especially Emma Hall, I thought she was absolutely excellent. She was working extremely hard. Like Caroline Kendi, when she got the ball, she was looking dangerous. She's physically strong in there. And I just felt like they were allowing nearly the Cork defence to kind of get back by just doing too much hand passing around. But in saying that, I think Kilkenny you know they can you know they can be happy yeah it was a low scoring game a very very narrow field um, you know because it's obviously predominantly a football field more so to say but I think you know I think that probably suited Kilkenny a little bit more if I'm honest with you I just felt like you know the Cork subs when they came out in the second half they complete they, they really started to run at Kilkenny and that's something that Kilkenny are going to have to be very very mindful of I find the next day as well you don't want to let the, the Cork, uh, the Cork uh, forwards get really get on the attack there Do you think the heads dropped a small little bit because yes they had a great start and I thought myself just Emma Mulhall actually got the goal at the weekend but it wasn't it was Daniel, Daniel Quigley yeah. um, who got it fantastic start like you say but they were coasting enough I won't say they were well ahead but they were yeah. coasting they may have been should have been more ahead with the possession that was going in there and the chances that was mm-hmm. being made but the goal just before half time really hit a sucker punch I think for Seamus and the girls going in because yeah. instead of being five points potentially ahead at half time they went on only two points ahead at half time and that five point cushion would have given the girls a lot of confidence going in they did play very well they did harass they did have great work rate as well mm-hmm. but you could certainly see the heads dropping after that goal went in Yeah I, I think it was just kind of like the disappointment I suppose like you know deep down in the players mind like you know when it comes to the latter stages of a first half like you, you are saying to yourself like don't whatever you do don't concede a goal don't concede a goal and I suppose like when they did concede the goal I think like you know it's it's an obvious kind of a thing that would happen like you would probably have the heads down and I suppose like they had been hurling so so well and they probably knew within themselves that they'd been hurling so so well that you know that goal coming in was a bit of a sucker punch for them but I suppose listen half time came certainly at the right time for them um, but 
you know, in saying that, you know, they only scored two points in the second half. There was a couple of, you know, wides there. But then I have to look at Cork on the other side. Cork had an awful lot of wides too. Um, but I think, you know, Kilkenny, I think, I, I, and I hate saying this, but I do think Kilkenny will be a lot more disappointed coming out of that league final. I think Cork will be looking at it, saying, thinking to themselves that, God, they got away lightly there. I think Kilkenny will be a little bit disappointed. I think they could have really finished that game off. And again, I don't want to be critical because I do think they will have learned and awful lot from the game I do think they will have learned that you need to hurl for the full 60 minutes and you need to be ruthless in front of that goal Yeah you certainly do they obviously have another chance to make amends the same teams follow one another again yep. this time they're moving to the same county different pitch they're going to the rag Kilkenny or not Kilkenny Tipperary's home ground this time it has a 2pm throw in we're going to be live there as well at Great. the weekend so how do you see the replay going yeah do you know what this is going to be a wide open pitch I think it's going to be very very different to what we've seen in the commercials there the other day and you know I, I think this is really where it's going to show exactly what our defence is going to be like but I do think it's going like we did see an awful lot of the cases where when um, both defences were actually when they were striking out the ball they were it was going out over the sideline so I don't think we're, we're probably not going to see in, uh, as much of that but it is very wide open like if there's a wind this weekend it's going to it's going to really going to impact this game I do think it will um, but in saying that like you know there's certainly a lot of players that are probably going to want to be putting their hand up this week and I suppose listen they're probably not necessarily going to be doing a whole lot training wise this week maybe tomorrow night or whatever the case may be they might have a little game with that but I think like there is certainly an opportunity for some girls if I'm honest and I did say it the other day I think that game really missed Ellen Gunner I, I think that she would have been absolutely pivotal in there I think she'd be a great player just to get stuck in make a nuisance of herself you know push everyone around and she's great to get a couple of great to get a couple of points um, so I, I don't know what I think is. actually Ellen was slightly injured okay. going into it and right. they didn't well, really listen, want to risk it hopefully if she was back I'd be taking the gamble I would be putting her in personally myself um, but I think listen you, you can't fault any of the girls that went out there uh, went out there at the weekend I thought Laura Green was exceptional at midfield the work rate that she does it's uh, you know the donkey work that she does she literally she gets stuck in she's constantly trying to get in around she's up she's down in the back she's up in the forward she's really working extremely hard and of course listen you have to say can't say without saying it's Roisin feeling um, absolutely influential again but Jane Cass my god she's like a terrier she just would not for the life for less her marker out of her way she would be a, a thorn in my side if I'm honest with you but yeah she was absolutely she was really really good some excellent performances there and this is another this is another big opportunity like and I, I really feel like if Kilkenny can go out with the same attitude and the same mentality that they went out in the first half the last day bring it for a whole 60 minutes I think we'll see Kilkenny coming away with a good victory here yeah I have to say that all both defences but in particular Kilkenny's defence in the, the second half really snuffed out an awful lot of chances yeah. and to be fair they didn't give away stupid freeze yeah. you know their tackling was immaculate mm-hmm. they were getting little flicks in they were kicking the ball out but certainly I do agree with you that if they Kilkenny had to come away with victory in that game there was only going to be one player of the game and that had to be Laura Green because mm-hmm. she was everywhere and most good things that came from Kilkenny came through her but I mean the forwards themselves and I mean in particular I have to say Marie Kendi had a very good game out midfield with Laura Green 
um, as well you know the two of them were dominant enough from a, a team like Cork that we saw the last mm-hmm. day down in Pilltown they certainly turned things over and really tore into Cork the work rate was exceptional yeah. uh, on Saturday Yeah no it certainly was and I think like I was listening to Laura there on one of your interviews there on full time and she was just saying that they that they You knew mean they, the one that worked? The one that worked that they actually owed Cork a game like they were after coming away from Pilltown with a what an eight point loss the last day and you know they certainly wanted to prove to Cork that you know that they were a team that were serious contenders there and by God did they stick it into Cork absolutely and you know it was that uh, it was absolutely great to see. It certainly was. Right, I suppose that almost brings us to the conclusion of the National League games because mm-hmm. it is only the replay that's left to play in it. The Miners will be finishing shortly. We'll be moving then straight into the Leinster Championship, which will be coming on in a couple of weeks' time. But keeping things a little bit closer to home at the minute, the John West Fela Nagale competition was taking part yesterday. It took part in Kilkenny on Saturday, first of all, with the hurling, and it's a great great spectacle I mean we had over nearly almost 800 players I mean we had several pitches several referees several coordinators to keep going with it it's a long day it's a truly spectacular day but the reason I'm saying that to you is because Tullerone had a very good group stage yep. came top of the group mm-hmm. out in uh, Piltown I think it was yep. were you? Piltown yeah got to the final got to the final played Dixborough mm-hmm. played very well yeah very very just well just came up that small little bit short at the end yeah do you know what it was absolutely devastating I suppose like I was at the minor match and you know the, a couple of us had um, had trainings on in Tullerone that morning so while the the younger girls were all gone off early the, the whole of Tullerone was literally keeping um um, the phones out to find out the scores and you know like when we got word that they were in the fail final I'd say there must have been nearly a thousand messages sent out to um, every group chat that was associated in Tullerone to be fair like I'd say everybody got it at this stage um, you know to get in support and I must say and I had this conversation with someone today there was every description of a person from every house I would say in the parish of Tullerone went into the Kells Road there yesterday to um, support these girls it was absolutely fantastic to see uh, fair play to Sinead Quigley Sinead Cash and Jimmy Coogan for the work that they put in with these girls they were absolutely phenomenal they had an absolute dinger of humdinger of a game in the last game um, I believe down in Pilltown against uh, Ballycallan because I actually rang Sinead and uh, she was like are you here and I was like no she's like I'll ring you back so I was literally have to ring her at the wrong time um, but yeah they came out without a victory that gave them the four wins and then on to Kells Road then for the ha- for half six for the final and you have to say like Tullerone's a very very small parish they have only I think it's maybe 17 girls on that under 15 on that under 15 panel very very small um, and you know what it was great to see them competing in a division one fail a final and yes they were so 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 unlucky they really were I think Dixborough really just got the better of them in the first half by God in the second half they held Dixborough scoreless in the second half and the girls came out that's some achievement in itself really to was. Be and fair. you know what they looked like a team when they came out in the second half that they hadn't been hurling all day they didn't look any way tired they were just hungry they were relentless and they just kept on going and you know what it was absolutely devastating but by God when we got the goal to put the three points in it the whole of the Kells Road erupted you could hear the ground shake and it was absolutely brilliant to see obviously it was um, very devastating for them obviously not to win it 
it but you have to say congratulations to Dixborough um, they you know were the winners on the day but I'm very very proud of the Tullerone girls and I think everybody from Tullerone is extremely proud of them it's a huge achievement in itself It certainly was well we had four uh, fail of finals to get played because we obviously had the Division 4 final first and that was Clara and Greg Namana who was up in that one Clara coming away with a victory mm-hmm. as well they played earlier on in the morning in Kilmacow then in the Division 3 final we had Bennett's Bridge and Mullinavat and in fairness there was a mix up it was my fault completely so to anyone in O'Loughlin Gales I'm sorry it, if what he got hardship now, well you see now this this is the issue right I get so many emails in and I'm not taking this as an excuse because I did F up big time but the four teams turned up to O'Loughlin Gales uh, yesterday in John's Park yeah. for failure matches there was no John's Park because own uh, surname please Lawler. Lawler thank you couldn't think see my brain has gone mushy today um, didn't actually send in a reply to say that he was giving John's Park as a venue but the couple of emails came in for venues mm-hmm. to say they were available and there was one from O'Loughlin's nothing to do with Fela whatsoever and Martin here stupidly assumed that it was to do with the pitch and put the matches down for John's Park and they weren't in it so thank you Seamus Reid for giving us done more and taking me out of a very big hole I have to say yesterday and to all of the teams for your patience and the referees and your understanding as well and to Owen and the rest of the crew in O'Loughlin's I'm sorry because yes I did make a mess up of it but we got it all done and dusted and everyone was happy going in after it and Bennett's Bridge and played out a very good final unfortunately for Mullinavash Bennett's Bridge did come away with the victory in the end and it was comprehensive enough to be fair but um, look it is great to get to a fail a final anyway then we move up into the Division 2 final what a cracker Tullerher Ross Birkin played James James Stevens, the home team in the final Mm -hmm. and I could see all the messages floating around on social media from the village to get to the Kells Road now in fairness to the Kells Road I'm thrilled that they actually gave us the pitch because it was great that we could have them all in the one venue because let's be fair I won't say manpower people power yesterday on the ground was thin so I want to first of all compliment all the fail officials anybody that helped us out in any way yesterday thank you so much Um, especially to Teresa Elward um, and all the crew because not only had we fail officials out in the morning the minor match was on at 2 o'clock in Freshford we had to get a crew out there then to scan tickets and to run that and then that was delayed because the Dublin bus was involved in an RTC on the way down and that got delayed so everything else got pushed out and poor Teresa Elward was running around like a blue ARSE fly trying to get from Billy to Jack and the whole lot and I'd say she was knackered by the time the, the day was uh, finished yesterday but fair play to everybody that was involved but yes Tullerher did beat James Stevens in the final and they're flying Yeah, currently great win for Tullerher they don't win very much to be fair and I don't think they'll mind me saying that and then we move on to year final then sure and unlucky Dixborough came away with the victory mm-hmm. so Dixborough will go on to represent Kilkenny at the National Fela which is in Limerick I think this year if I'm not mistaken no sorry they're going west it's in Connacht yes it is I don't think Limerick is in Connacht uh, no you're right the, the national fela is in Connacht but the regional fela is in Limerick Jesus you're really on my back tonight I mean I know things didn't go well earlier on but mother of God almighty well you have to get your provinces correct <laughs> you can give an out for that now 
He's going to go sulking. Co- no, the co-host has gone silent now. I'll just leave the two ye at it for the rest of it. Like, I mean, take take it away. And take it away there. As it was announced early on that the hurling, the provincial hurling is in Kilkenny. Is there a chance that the Division the Three provincial final, Division Three? Yes. So there is, is the a possibility that the Camogie may be in it as well. It we don't well, know yet. Yeah. Brilliant. That'd be brilliant if it was. It well, they normally do both together, don't they? When they take the provincial Division Three. Hurling, they normally the, the camogie goes as well, don't they? We imagine if they're doing one, they're doing both. But I suppose yeah. it all depends on the amount of teams that's coming, etc. Yeah. As well, but um, look, I mean, Dix- and they're the twenty fourth of June, aren't they? They're all on the twenty fourth of June, yeah. I think. Yeah. So I mean, Dixborough is going to go to the national fela in Connacht. The regional fail is then going Good to man, be Tullahar and Bennett's Bridge. I'm telling you one thing now. I I I, I put up with a lot. Well, but I have to compliment everyone in in the Kells Road because I was in the Kells Road yesterday <coughs> evening for quite. A while, and I have in your to agree. Contrary with self, were you? Yeah. No, I was very pleasant. So very pleasant. I'm always very pleasant, contrary to popular opinion. Uh, but anyway, um, there was I'm a going great to give crowd. It to you now you're after giving it to me here. There the was a great crowd, and I have to compliment all of the teams because yeah. all of the parishes came out to support them. I'd say there was in cow- the cows were milked late in, in Tullerone yesterday evening because <clears> if they all came straight from Pilltown, there was no one in Tullerone because they were all in the Kells Road. But the last game in Pilltown was starting like at around two o'clock, I think, and no, it was later. Sure, it was about yeah. quarter past two. Well, half past some two. of them were saying they were home in the door got a bit of dinner and into the car and straight and back straight in out to the Kells Road well I'd yeah. say they cars didn't even taste running. the dinner because yeah. the cars were red when they landed into the Kells Road to me and it was beautiful it was a fabulous day to be out I'm yeah. blessed with the weather now yeah. to be fair the Look, amount of it is rosy a long day. cheeks and rosy yeah. foreheads coming yeah. out for it is a lo- it is a long day but unfortunately with time constraints etc like you know there's just no room to put them in two different days and the whole lot and I think actually the Harlem was the one day as well uh, the Harlem was the one day Eddie Doyle Saturday, they done yeah. it the one day as well so um, no look it's, it's a big it's logistical a it's it a big logistical day now to be fair and, and actually did you ever play in Fela? no oh I did Year, yeah, obviously years ago <laughs> obviously <laughs> Well, it was probably under well, it wasn't today or yesterday anyway that's for sure uh, it's actually it's up the country somewhere I actually can't remember. I You're one of the Harlan. few people that I've ever heard talk about Fela that doesn't remember the whole scenario around yeah, no, it. I don't. I do. Because we played I can, an awful I lot can of remember mine in 96. Well. 96. Yeah, 96, we went to Waterford. Oh. I don't know where we were playing. We were playing in it in '96 because I remember the parade and the rain poured down on top of us. And the uh, the Barrick Street band was playing and brought us all around. We done the walk and then we went into Welsh Park as well with it and the whole lot. So yeah, I do remember. Yeah, most people that go remember. Yeah. Surprised that you not remember no. now because it's a big. I barely remember. Like it's a lovely competition. It's yeah. it's one of the few competitions where you can represent your club. Yeah. And your county and your club jersey. Yeah. And to do so, it's a games, all right, for years. No, I never done. Yeah, community, community games. games seems to have gone away altogether. Has it? Or is it? Oh God, no, it's no, no, no. Yeah. Down our, down our way now. Um, Glenmore and uh, the Tullahore Ross Berkham GTR um, combined together, and they play in the Camogie end of things yeah. every year, and they really put a lot of effort into it. I think actually got to the All Ireland finals, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, it was either last year or the year before. But yeah, there, there's a lot yeah, of teams. A lot of teams trying together. Like I know when we oh, were yeah, playing, Ireland for Johnson used to join together and. We actually, so we we used to play the camogie, and then it would always be the same group of girls. Then that would go off, like they'd be obviously overage in the following year. But I think it was an under fourteen camogie, and then the following year it was under fifteen. It used hockey, to be fourteen, so yeah. Hockey, then the yeah, it was year, a yeah. it was it was an odd age. It was an under eleven in hurling. 
In what? what? In community games at one stage. Well, they could be different age were, It groups, was an odd age group, yeah, I thought. Yeah. Well, I know they play with the small goals, so it's either under 11 or under 12 currently at the minute. Um, it's that age group. Which and are, I think the, the cut-off point was June. You had to be under the, under the age on, in June, I think, I if know, I remember right. I can't remember that. But yeah, look, I mean, it's, it's great having teams taking part in the community games mm-hmm. and uh, in Fela as well. Yeah. And if it does come to Kilkenny on the 24th of June or whatever, we'll certainly be uh, looking forward to it. Um, I have to also mention uh, come on to Leinster was here last oh, Thursday fabulous. mother of God fabulous. a logistical nightmare I won't say it was a no- well it wasn't a nightmare for us as such but Sabrina Larkin who is Crow Park's uh, growth and development participation officer, officer. That's, that's a mouthful for Leinster and I mean in fairness to Sabrina um, she had a lot of the work done along with the Leinster chair Linda Kenny um, so fair play to you ladies because you and really Patsy had because they work everything yeah. but the, the, the two women had all the fixtures mm. and everything done together but then uh, Patsy Brendan and Sheila was down on the day and then we had Shauna and Johnny and Keen from the Camogie Association and Emma done all of the social media stuff for us as well um, and also to Seamus Reed, who was actually out in the car park for most of the day parking cars and buses and to Christy and Kevin it was a team effort really it was and it was a great it was, it was really brilliant. well done now it was a great yeah. setup but 48 teams could. over three sessions and everybody really enjoyed I think actually you were there as well were yeah, you Tyrone were there as well and they must say they really enjoyed it it's, it's a huge opportunity for young girls to get out and play in Nolan Park like isn't it especially like you know for for all counties and it really, was a lovely day there was yeah. only one there was one, one nasty shower, shower yeah. now, but yeah. it blew off well actually was, we were discussing this and I mean while it's great to do something like that for the provincials and we had teams from Kildare and mm. Meath and all over the place wouldn't it be nice if we could do one of them within the young or our own county it would it'd be, do you know what it'd be really good and it'd be really good for the like at the underage like for the young I think girls, even to go like, maybe less than the 12s because 12s was good but I think if you could do even a, a younger age group mm. at 10s or yeah. you know 8s is probably be a bit too small but yeah. certainly tens um, and get a day something like that for them yeah, I think they really the enjoy it yeah. I think, oh, yeah. it? and I think you know they, they love it they love going home to their mums and dads and brothers and sisters or whoever it may be but it was great because you had the grannies and the granddads yeah. coming in to look and have a have a look yeah. and, and we had many Kilkenny teams 11 I think it was 11 teams from Kilkenny in total yeah, yeah it's great brilliant it to see. absolutely brilliant brilliant that Camogie is keeping on the map and the whole lot um, now you saying or I just wanted to say that I there's knew, a I knew there was something safeguarding else two course in Nolan Park next Tuesday night, the 25th. Um, and it's for children's officers. Now, the take-up has been slow so far on it, but people need to... Like, there won't be another one probably till late this year or very early next year if I can get a tutor. So the links are available, but just email me if you want the links and I'll send on the links. But Tutors are like hen's teeth, but if you like want a link teeth, yeah. and you're from out the county and you need to get a course done very quickly for a child's officer or a children's officer, just go into the GAAE learning portal and find the safeguarding Kilkenny, two down for yeah, Kilkenny safeguarding too. On the, like 25th. there was there was huge uh, interest in it at county board meetings, and I thought there was probably I definitely have twenty people looking for it, but there's only there's not ten, and I don't want to have to cancel it, so I need a minimum of ten to keep it. So if there's well, anybody, we're sending an SOS out to anybody in any other county that wants to have um, a say for me safeguarding, safeguarding two, two for children's officers specifically that needs to get it done. Well, then the twenty fifth of April is an opportunity to do so. As Seven I said, o'clock in Nolan. 
Park. Go on to the e-learning portal, portal and you will find it there. Register as normal and you'll be able to do that. Thank you kindly, Madam Producer. Thank you kindly, uh, Mr. Um, what do we call it? Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's what He's it not is. having a good evening. Just, no, I'm not having a good He's evening. He's not having no. a good evening. I really must find and see where the defibrillator in the building is because it yeah. was nearly needed this evening now. Badly wanted at this stage. Anyway, are you trained to use that first? I am. I look after you, Martin, don't worry. But God, if you're not God here, Asher, how hard oh, can God it be? Stick me. a couple Mother of pads on and press the button. Do you know something? I'd nearly pass out I'm just sure they have. I think they have pictures on it. Oh, they have pictures on it as well. Sure, I'd be very good with the pictures on you, wouldn't I? What have I left myself in for at all? I think Anya has something to mention there as well. I do. I just want to get a plug in here on. as well. Plug away. Um, so a couple of years ago Tullerone Camogie started up um, a seven aside OK that's it we have another <laughs> and it was um, it was named uh, the Bill Hennessy Shield because um, his granddaughters were obviously at their, and are still part of our, our club and the Tullerone Camogie Cup and um, we started it but then obviously COVID, we had two years of it COVID hit then and obviously it had to be disbanded like everything uh, like everything so we're actually getting it back up and running again this year we are looking to get a date in June for it but if any club is interested in getting involved in it just please let me know and I can get, try and get you all the information I can once we have it all um, fine-tuned and nailed down um, we are looking at a date in June it is seven aside it is for adult competition but it's not for like you know the intermediate and senior county players it's really it's for the club players as well um, the minor will probably be finished at that stage so you know we'll, we'll, we'll allow that um, and it's great this year we are going to continue on with the Bill Hennessy Shield but the Tullerone Cup is now being newly named um, the Chris Marr Cup after oh, uh, Chris Marr from Tullerone and obviously um, Noel and Catherine who is a former player Noel who's now gone to Australia uh, players in Tullerone and Brenda um, is our new chairperson of the club and it's his daughter as well and Breda um, was obviously involved in our senior commodity te- management team over the last couple of years too so yeah that will be coming up in June it's a great day out um, it's so much fun and the cup is lovely the shield is even nicer so it would be great if anybody wants to get involved it's really it's it's for kind of when there's a lull on club matches to kind of just get people together and you know just have you know a bit of crack a bit of crack and the seven aside and everyone loves it it's a tournament for, for club players for clo- yeah it's a tournament like for club players if you have county players yeah. you don't necessarily need yeah. to have them play and it doesn't we have can't. to be just from Kilkenny oh you can't have them play can't have no them we're anyway. not having county players you're play. not having oh, no. sorry. Um, we, and it's not just for any of the club in Kilkenny if any clubs from around want to get involved please so the let us know the neighbouring counties and you'll get on you on secretary.tullerone at camogie.ie no secretary.tullerone no. dot Kilkenny sorry yeah or you at can just uh, send an email into the podcast here come on kind at kclr96fm.com you will get on you at that and or our Facebook page even just send a message to the yeah. come on kind Facebook page whichever which you find which is actually easiest. less cumbersome really. yeah, yeah yeah so whatever you find I once I have more details I'm I will let you, you know I'm fading you out now madam <laughs> I get to do that you see bye it's great <laughs> Yeah, it has been a yeah. <laughs> it has been a pleasure as always. Thank you kindly for your uh, input as usual. Sure, I suppose. Thanks very much for you, you know your old input as well this evening. You know, sure. I, I mean, saved the, your bacon early on. Now be good. Now there was lots of women that saved my bacon earlier on. I can tell you that much. But anyway. <laughs> 
calm down now I'm telling you right that is it from ourselves it's getting a little too giddy here now in studio too at the minute that is a podcast we hadn't too much to discuss um, earlier on this evening hopefully you are all enjoying your matches at the weekend don't forget if you are around the minors are out on Sunday 4 o'clock in Nina the senior or the intermediate team is out on Saturday at 2 o'clock in Thurlist in the rag so if you can get along to any of those games and we will be covering the uh, Division 2B League final replay on Saturday here live on KCLR 96 FM but that is it from ourselves here from the KCLR studios and until next week have a great weekend enjoy your sport and we will talk to you next week bye from myself and Anya bye this is Come On Kind with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahey. Come on!